Welcome to Sweeping the Country with Jimmy Carter and myself, Derek Walker. Each week, we'll talk about what's going on in the country music world, current news and world events, the good news and the bad news, the happy news and the sad news, and everything in between. Throw in a few famous artists, celebrities, and everyday folks just like you, and you've got Sweeping the Country. I'm Derek Walker, and here's the legend himself, my co-host, Jimmy Carter. Good morning, Jimmy. How are you? Uh, good morning, good morning. It's uh, or good afternoon or good night or whatever time you're listening to this around the world. We're going to try to do what? We're the last podcast. <laughs> I mean, everybody else has done a podcast That's but right. us. So now we're going to get one too. I thought we might just try to do this. You know, as we talk today, uh, there's a lot going on in the world and it's kind of scary. You know, Jimmy, I woke up uh, this morning, and last night I had watched a bunch of news, which I never do that right before you go to bed, but I did that. And what's going on in Ukraine is top of mind for a lot of people. Let's talk about it a little bit because it can mean a lot of things. Some people think it's World War III. Some people think uh, that if we just ignore it, it'll take place and, and move on. But we all know one thing. There's a lot of people suffering in Ukraine right now. Well, uh, you got to go back uh, when I was in the, uh, I think, fourth or fifth or sixth grade. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was whatever you are in that, what, 10 years old or something? Yes. Yeah, like 1961, yeah, yeah. 62. <laughs> right. There was a guy named Khrushchev who was the head of the Soviet Union. And he would do this. He would bang his shoe on the desk at the UN and yeah. say, we will bury you. And they don't teach that in history too much anymore. But that scared the crap out of little kids mm-hmm. with this bald-headed dude who was mean looking at the UN said we will bury you and we were right in the middle of the cold war president kennedy was there eisenhower before that but kennedy was there in the early 60s he gets assassinated we're still in the cold war we don't know to this day really if someone didn't have him taken out you know because of his bay of pigs with cuba oh, and yeah. all the things oh, yeah. like that so it's a scary world. People can choose to be an ostrich or not. Mm-hmm. But if you look on the, your internet has slowed down probably with something you've tried to go and see the last uh, couple of uh, weeks, because there's a major cyber war going on. And uh, that's true that uh, we've had the most fighting in Europe than they've had since World War II. So that's something you've got refugees, maybe over a million, maybe more than that. If you're we're, we're recording this on February the 28th, but so much can happen sure, in yeah. between now. And the tensions are high. The gas prices are up. Uh, there's a lot of things going on. And this really isn't the option right now to be an ostrich. You really do need to know what's going on in the world. You, you mentioned the Cold War. And I think about that when when, you know, when I watched some of the footage and I thought, are we going back to that? I mean, you're talking about Khrushchev, yeah. and here we got Putin, who's, you know, he's just waltzing his way into Ukraine, and everybody's Well, here's of, the headline. Yeah. It says, Putin raises tensions by putting nuclear forces on alert. There we go. Have we ever had, have we ever had that headline I, I in the last 20 or 30 years? Yeah. I can't think of one. And we're not saying everything we're doing, but I can assure you that we are on a heightened alert, too. And it wouldn't take but some moron, you know, person to uh, take a pot shot at one of our aircraft carriers that's out there on a NATO mission or shoot at one of our planes. We're supposed to be getting armaments to the Ukrainian people. Uh, Germany's sending them. All these people are sending them. them. Well, how are we sending them? We putting them in the mail, the post office, FedEx can deliver it. I don't know. I mean, they're acting like it's just easy. So 
one of our people going over there and they get shot delivering weapons, um, that could get us into a into a hell of a mess. Yeah, game really. on, right? I mean, and I and I yeah. thought too, as they ship all this stuff, who's using the equipment we're sending? They only have so many people, right, to fight. I think when this war started a couple of days ago, there were still 500 Canadian forces, special forces in the country wow. that were being used to train the Ukrainian army. Wow. And there's no telling how many special forces we have in the country, you know, that, that don't go in the uniform, they don't carry their ID, so if they get caught, you know, they can't prove anything. They don't carry their dog tags. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot going on we don't know about, and we probably won't know about, you know, for years. It's a lot of variables. So as we get into these variables and how it affects us, what does it mean at home? I mean, what do we, we, we see the gas prices now. We know the pipeline runs through Ukraine. How is that going to affect commerce? Energy prices, uh, the price of food, because energy, you know, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, I mean, we're still running gasoline engines. Electric cars are fine. Yeah. They're coming at some point. They're not here yet. But then what they never tell you, somebody's got to create the energy to plug in your car. That's right. So solar, that's a little bit of something. Wind is a little bit of something. Nuclear, we don't choose to go in that direction. Uh, we've more taken them more off the line than we've put on the line. Yeah, no doubt. So what do we have? We have natural gas and we have uh, regular gasoline oil yeah. and we don't have anything else right now so all this electrical stuff you coal you don't like people don't like coal we can't just all of a sudden you know go back to horseback and bicycles <laughs> particularly you yeah. can't yeah and if you live in a los angeles city or you live in a new york or a washington dc you can have an electric car that gets plugged in once a week or something like that sure but sure. if i'm trying to drive from birmingham to dallas i can't make it in an electric car you and know? it's going to take me eight. It's going to take, it's going to be like the wagon trains are coming back. It'll take me three days to get somewhere that I can get 10 hours in my car. Okay. You bring that up. But I thought about this the other day, the power went out and I thought, and it went out overnight and I thought I can't get to work. If I got an electric car, it can't charge overnight. Right. So I'm sitting right. here with a dead car, all the people on highway 95, when that snowstorm hit and they were stuck, if they didn't have gas engines, they couldn't let them run. They would have run out. Right. Yeah. This whole thing has not I, been thrown. Okay. thought through very well but how does this war or yeah nuclear war will all be gone that's that, that kind of affects us, yeah. you yes indeed. Um, we'll be spending more money i have the feeling now because of this the country will definitely be spending more money on defense we'll be spending more defense of europe because we got a wild card over there in russia we're back to the cold war what does that do to the economy jimmy i mean we're so obviously we're going to spend we're in more kind of a screwed up place anyway because of covid i mean yeah. we're, we want to be through with it mardi yeah. gras took was going on today like normal yeah i hope it's gone i'm really i mean i've not been able to come to the west i haven't chosen to fly yeah. i've been driving 30 40 50 000 miles since covid maybe wow. more than maybe 100 wow since covid started because i've been going everywhere in a car i've gone i've gone to places see my kids done this i've lived pretty much a normal life but i've not been able to cross the country or leave the country right. because of covid and so the economy is still screwed up with that you can't get people to come to work you you can't supply chain you know things are out i mean we're we're kind of struggling in a lot of ways See, i don't think it's going to go the other way for a while i feel like we're now yeah. we're getting into it heavy duty yeah i mean you know you got what what are people paying in la now six dollars for a gallon of gasoline yeah, it's something like that i think right now in the northwest we're right around three and a half i don't know where you are uh i mean for yeah it's three it's 
it's not quite three and a half in the yeah. south. It's, yeah, yeah. But it, you know, but every, I mean, a year ago it was two thirty, and maybe even two years ago it was a dollar eighty. I mean, it's gone up considerably, and and that's the oh, I can I can afford ten dollars, twenty dollars more a month for gasoline. Well, good for you. But sure. what it's doing is, if you've gone out to eat lunch, what used to cost you twelve or thirteen dollars for lunch, now it's costing twenty. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And of course, we're going to do this podcast once a week. And I think when we revisit this in a week, I think there's going to be a lot of water that has gone under the bridge in regards to Ukraine. Oh, yeah. And so, well, Well, you know, there's supposedly some talks. I don't, you know, I wouldn't read much into that. But, you know, this thing changes on an hourly basis. They, you know, Putin's supposed to be angry as we sit here on this Sunday. Uh, he's not been able to go into the places he's wanted to go right. as quickly as he thought. These people have been fighting like tigers. You know, they're really, uh, you know, they've, they've, they've created some heroes, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Over there with people. And so we'll, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's certainly not something that I think anybody, particularly the ruling party, the Democrats, had on their plate. They did not see us being in basically you know, so helping people right. that are in a war dealing with refugees. We got enough problems. We don't, you know, we don't need this. That's we've got true. immigration issues. We've got crime problems. Another police officer killed this weekend in Salinas, California mm-hmm. at a traffic stop. Mm-hmm. We've got such problems with law and justice, uh, with incarceration of people. We're having to let people out of prisons and jails because we don't have enough room. And it's just, we got a lot of stuff to worry about. This is not something that we had on our dance card, but right. it's there now. So. Yep, and so uh, so we deal with it, and that's kind of what we do and, and how it affects everything that we do on a daily basis. You talk about travel. I talk about, you know, I think about sometimes the entertainment industry, and if you want to go there a little bit, but I think about the entertainment industry kind of sometimes with their head in the sand, and they just keep plugging away like nothing's happening. It's very but strange. But what's been interesting on this thing is that, you know, Sean Penn, of all people, yeah. was over there when this started. He was doing a documentary. Interesting. But you could, Saturday Night Live did not start normal. Yeah, I watched it. Week. I watched they it. They did it with Ukraine. James Corden couldn't do his monologue. Didn't feel like it was appropriate. Yeah. Uh, they did Ukraine. So what you're seeing, these are normally pretty stronghold Democrat people. And they are very sensitive to the plight of the people in Ukraine. So now... Here it is a war. They're almost, in fact, I've seen some uh, some entertainment people yeah. put out yeah. messages. We need to get involved with this. We need to get involved with this. We need to be involved. Almost saying that we need to be fighting and helping these poor people in Ukraine, yeah. which, okay, I, I hear that position, but the Republican side has not been that. Yeah, yeah, right. And so you'd think it would be, the roles have been reversed all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So, I mean- you know, we got to figure out how we can in this country can dance together again somehow. Isn't We've always had truth? disagreements, you know, with whether it was the what party and the what party. Uh, we seem to we we're night and day. It seems like on almost every issue, and I don't think we can we can keep doing that for much longer. No, I agree with you, and uh, and thank you for delving into that because that that those kind of topics are tough to talk about. A lot of people are on different pages, but in this one, I think it's a little different, and maybe if it helps unify people just a little bit, there's some positive there. Obviously, the people of Ukraine, it was just horrible. I watched that Saturday Night Live uh, episode last night, and to have them singing very quietly on stage, there was about 20, 20 or so 
uh, Ukraine people, uh, men and women, uh, just singing. You could see the pain on their face, you know, knowing that they still had either relatives or friends. You know, we got a Ukraine. lot of Ukraine stuff over here. You know, sure we do. The woman who was, uh, I, I can't remember the character's name right now. I'll get it. But she was on the show Nashville. Hayden, mm -hmm. oh, she yeah. was the young blonde. Panetary, yeah. Um, she has a daughter with the guy who's the mayor of Kiev. I saw that. I was shocked. And I didn't know if that was true or not true. Vladimir Klitschko, I believe is yeah. his name. Yeah, yeah. He's this guy. If you're watching us on the monitor right mm -hmm. now, it's that guy. And there she is. But her kid is safe. And so far, all all the people there are safe. That's good so, news. Uh, that is good so news. So that's good news. But we, we have a lot of connections to the Ukrainian. They're in the South, heavily Republican, right? Sure. There are, I mean, every city that I know of has been dealing with Ukrainian baby adoption for the last 10 or 20 years. Hmm. In fact, I think even some Christian artists may even have a Ukrainian born baby. Wow. Uh, I mean, so this is personal, yeah. you know, and it's also personal for the Russian people. You know, they, if you go up in here, this part of Russia, nobody from Siberia or anything right, right, from right. that country, they're all from Georgia and Ukraine, Ukraine area and all around here. That's more of the livable part of Russia where they grow wheat and do all that stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah. And and some are from other areas, but that these people are killing relatives of yeah. people. Yeah. And that's why that the soldiers are somewhat confused. And this is why this is a really un this is an unusual battle. And these I think I don't think the soldiers are mad at Ukraine. It's the leadership that's mad at Ukraine. Yeah. So you're getting protests where they don't do protests. And uh this is an unusual just an unusual event all the way around. But I know that you don't, if you were in a room and you backed a tiger up to the back of the room and he was healthy, I don't think that'd be good for anybody involved to back that tiger where he has to come out. And in this case, we're talking about someone who's armed with nuclear weapons and he's not, I don't think he's afraid to, uh, if he, if it was either him or us, I think he'd choose him. I think I think you're right about that. And I think about two of the other countries that surround Ukraine right now. And, and there oh. are a bunch of them that probably have. Oh, a, they're nervous. Sure. They, they are. are nervous. Sure. They are also and, members of NATO. I mean, those those other countries. Yeah. Are, and well, there's no doubt we have to fight if that happens. Right. Right. You and, know, but that's why we're sending these. Uh, we've sent people all over the country there already. Yeah. You know, to most to Germany and to be on the front lines and to help with refugees and that kind of stuff. But Crazy. I don't think. And then, you know, you got to ask yourself with this cyber stuff, McDonald's got hit with it last week and they've been kind of, they're not talking, yep. but they got hit at their corporate office. And so we don't know what's going on with that. And then I've seen this cyber map where all this cyber stuff, we're shooting stuff too, yeah, you know, sure. going back and forth and doing all that. And one of the countries that's, that's the wild card in this that I hope someone gets into at some point is India. India gets most of it, if not all of its arms, I think they are a nuclear country. Mm -hmm. uh, they get their arms from Russia. They're very tied to Russia. And a lot of this cyber stuff has been coming from Pakistan, India, uh, back over here. And then uh, you've obviously got, you know, the anonymous. Did you see that? No, I the haven't anonymous seen anonymous scary guy, you know, oh, the yeah, one that comes face. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with, uh, with the, you the know, mask. With the, oh, and he talks like this. I'm anonymous. I think he talks well, like this. He's, he took the Kremlin offline, and they've been playing. So 
now anonymous is on the good guy's side it's very interesting it is uh, the whole thing is is just crazy and uh, and again i appreciate you getting into that because it's a touchy subject but it's one that we have to talk about what this podcast is all about and i want to just switch gears for one second we can come back to some of the world news and celebrity news and that kind of thing but i want people to get to know uh, you and i just a little bit if you're tuning in for the first time or grabbing this podcast on the go you got 30 minutes to roll to work or whatever it is i want to talk a little bit about your background jimmy because a lot of people that are listening right now are going, well, who is this Jimmy Carter? He's not the president, but you've got quite a past, Jimmy. You started way back when in broadcasting. Let's talk about years of experience and how you kind of got started and then some of the key things you've done throughout your lifetime that people may recognize shows that you've produced or maybe written. Yeah, well, 50 plus years in broadcasting. I started out in college radio, Yeah, but my father, before that, my family was, uh, I'm from Montgomery, Alabama. My father was a judge that was involved with a trial of Martin Luther King. And he was acquitted of these charges. And Dr. King said to my father was over with, I never thought a black man could get a fair trial in this white city, but I was proven wrong. Wow. And so, and then the textbooks, it refers to my father as a stern looking, you know, white judge, but fair. And that's all you can ever ask for. And that's all I've ever tried to be as well. I had a brother, that was the United States Army Special Forces, a part of the 82nd Airborne. He was a Green Beret. Mm. He guarded Dr. King oh my and gosh. the Selma Civil Rights Marchers. And my friend Ben and I would go out at night during the curfew, and we would watch the end of the Selma Civil Rights Marchers because they had the Supremes playing over at St. Jude's Hospital with Danny Thomas <laughs> as someone who was uh, there. So, I mean, I did all that as a kid. I grew up with the governor's son of Alabama. We we were patrol boys together, traffic safety patrol boys oh, wow. in front of the school. So his name was George Wallace Jr. <laughs> and so I grew up around watching that. Oh, his yeah. father was involved in one of the many people who were shot in the 60s. Remember, George Wallace was shot in a parking lot yes. in Maryland. Oh, yes. He wasn't killed, but he was paralyzed. And he went on to win the Massachusetts primary, I believe in the Michigan primary of the Democratic Party. But that's when Robert Kennedy and John Kennedy and all these people were killed while I've been alive. So since I started, I started out in radio doing programming and disc jockeying. I got into news in the mid 70s. I covered the death of Elvis Presley on the air. I covered the death of Bing Crosby and Bob Hope and uh, all this stuff. And then I went off into graduate from college, University of Alabama went into television news in Birmingham, Nashville, and Houston, came back to Nashville, got out of news a little bit, and went into more of a programming, creating shows, entertainment shows, talk shows, did producer of talk shows with Jesse Jackson, Gary Hart, Ernest Angsley. All these people were the people that I had on talk shows. And then I had everybody from Marty Robbins to Johnny Cash to everybody else on my entertainment shows in Nashville. So I've gone from there. I've won Emmys. I've won national television, NATPE awards. Mm -hmm. Some of those are, some of these are back here. I've produced sports figures like the guy who wears that Jets helmet back there, Joe Namath and Steve Ward were on a show I did called the world's largest pepper. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know the helmet. I know Joe Namath has the brute 33 guy, not the Jets quarterback. (laughs) He he was wearing white shoes and promising he would win a Super Bowl a long time ago. Oh my God. What a stud. Uh, I'm friends with this guy here, Brad Paisley and a lot of country stars. I've been there since their first day, got a gold record for the group. Aha. 
for a song called Take On Me. Oh, yeah. I was one of the oh, first yeah. people in America that ever gave them a chance and got their music video on our TV station. And we took a chance with them. And then it went off, and so they gave me a gold record for that. I absolutely love it. And I, and I sit here and I think about this, and, and all of you that are listening right now, you think about this past, and anybody would give you know their pinky or to do something like you've done over the years. And, Jimmy, as we talk about it, I feel like this might be the book that you never wrote. I know. This podcast. Hey, I keep talking about it, and I keep hearing about it because I'm getting a better idea of what it is. I mean, the people I've been involved with, I don't want to give anybody secrets. Yeah. I don't want to tell you who – cheated on their wife or anything like that. I don't want to do that. And I can, but I'm not, I would never do that. Yeah, yeah. My father would come back from heaven and haunt me, but I have seen a lot of different things. I mean, I've walked across the Selma bridge with Coretta Scott King Gosh. interviewing her as we walked across the bridge. I have covered the space. I covered the challenger explosion. I covered all the early space things as a producer. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I've seen a lot and I've done a lot. That's right, and and this is where you're going to hear all about it uh, on this podcast. We're going to do it weekly, and uh, how many years uh, experience? I mean, you're talking about when you were a young boy, but once you got into broadcast, how many years do you got uh, piled up there, Jimmy? 52, 52. 51, 52. So, so we, but I was wanting to do it before that, you know, because I always <laughs> kind of knew what I wanted to do, yeah, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and going to do it. You're getting a call. Is it from your daughter? That's all right. That's what I'm getting. No, right? it's my brother. It's my it's my brother, the Green Beret, actually. Oh my gosh, who's well, now 80 years old? Well, you would know, you do so. me a favor? But anyway, I, hey, tell him thank yeah. you for his service because I appreciate it. We need to have him on this podcast. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, that would be a blast. Talk that would to be him. very fascinating. I would. That love would be it. very fascinating. Uh, I've interviewed every major star of the last 30 years. Yeah, that's incredible. I've, it's incredible. I've covered everything from Elvis's funeral to Sean Connery and Robin Williams. And we'll, we can put all these people on, on the podcast. So Yeah, and we most certainly will. And I look at together, we have 70 years of experience wow. in broadcasting. And I'm on the short end of that 70. Jimmy's carrying the bag. But a lot of the people we've interviewed are the same people. We've had a, a quite a list of duplication over the years. In fact, some of the people you've interviewed, I've interviewed because of you. Uh, you've <laughs> hooked me up with them. And it's always uh, just fascinating uh, to listen to the stories and what you have to say. And obviously, you know, we know the the Paisley family, you're good friends with Doug and Brad and everybody there and Alan Jackson's family and Brian and, and all mm -hmm. those folks and uh, country artists uh, from The Gambit uh, going across, you know, the and, and old interviews too. We have archive interviews, people that have passed on uh, that you've got footage of that we can put right here on this podcast. If you've got something you want or you're not getting in other podcasts that you'd like to hear us do. Yeah, it's easy. Just let us know. I, I don't know. I'm not going to be a right wing or a left wing nut. Mm -hmm. I call them. I remember they just called left wing loons and right wing nuts. Wait a minute. That just leaves you as a nut, that's right? Be fair that... <laughs> and tell the story. Give the facts and you decide. That's right. You're just a straight up nut, and so am I. And that's right. Uh, we love this kind of thing. We love the debate. We love talking about it, delving into the past a little bit looking ahead toward the future. And just like we talked about Ukraine, it, you know, not great news, but it's something we got to address. Sad news, happy news, uh, you know, great life. news. It is life. It's life, Jimmy. It's life. And and I want to do this every week, and I appreciate you coming on, and we will have guests for you. Uh, for example, your brother. Let's get him on right away. Uh, I think that, that would, would be, be pretty great. unusual if we did that. I agree. I think people would absolutely love it. I know I would. Uh, and we've got all kinds of people lined up already. I got I talked to Tom Shepard yesterday who wrote Redneck Yacht Club and Riding with Private Malone, and he wants to come and do a live in-studio with us. And there's a list. we got a list of people 
uh, that we can get together. But hopefully each week we bring you something exciting, something fun, something that you didn't know, maybe uh, an angle that you didn't think about before. But this week, that's going to do it. From the bottom of the basement studios, I'm Derek Walker. He's Jimmy Carter. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. Let's do it again next week right here on Sweeping the Country, the podcast for all you need to know. Remember, if you need to get in touch with Jimmy or myself or you have a show idea, head to walkerderek at gmail.com or askjimmycarter at gmail.com or heck, even askjimmycarter.com. Gmail is there. Uh, we're everywhere all the time. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twi- uh, Twitter, all of it. Doing what we want, when we want to, and how we want to. And you should too because life is too short. Until next time, Jimmy, good day, sir. Good day. Good day.